following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Come on, what's going on, church family? How are you today? Are you good? This side was good, I'm not going to lie. See, they're still good. Come on. How's my friends over here? You guys doing well today? Yeah. I'm going to turn this into like an old-fashioned youth service. Back in the day, like to get the kids hyped, we would, how's this side doing? Everybody go crazy. And then we get, you know, get this side. Hey, how are my friends over here doing today? Let's go. Man. Y'all got me fired up now. Let's do this. So good to see you today. It's Sunday, my favorite day of the week. Hopefully it's your favorite day too um, because you're in church and we know, we know that weekends in Austin, there's a lot to do in the fact that you have uh, chosen to bring your family to church. We do not take it lightly. We just believe that you show up to church, there is no telling what God can do in your world. Come on, do you believe that too? Yeah. You probably noticed that... Um, Pastor Johnson is not, you didn't get a high five from him today or a hug. Pastor Johnson is in North Carolina preaching for a dear friend of his. And and if you know Pastor Johnson, here's what I know about him, that if it was like possible, he's probably preaching right about now, but he would have his notes here, but then he would have his cell phone up here too, like live streaming what's happening right now at Christian Life Austin. Because he loves his house so much. So we honor, we honor our pastor today um, as he is out. So pray that, that for travel mercies as he makes his way back into town this evening. But uh, you know what? If you're uh, a college football fan. Let me just say it this way. I'm not going to ruin it for you. In case you haven't seen the game, I won't ruin it for you. I haven't seen a snap of the game. Let me just put it this way. My son picked a perfect time to have a baseball tournament on Saturday evening (laughs) to where I couldn't watch a snap of the game. So we're still, God's not done with our Longhorns yet. He's still working on the Aggies too. They look terrible, but they did get the win. I got to give them props. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. We love all of our Aggie friends, but we love our Longhorn friends more. Just, I'm kidding again. I'm totally joking. Oh, no. I didn't have a Red Bull or anything before church, I promise. Maybe you've heard the story or seen it on the news, but in the fall of 2018, the art world and really the entire world was shocked by an elaborate scheme prank by... Uh, the street artist known as Banksy, who had masterminded the sale of one of his masterpieces, one of these paintings, the most popular paintings, titled Girl with Balloon. And at the auction house Sotheby's in London, it had been hanging on the wall with a, a beautiful golden frame around it. And as people drank their drinks um, in first service, as I was saying that, I said, drank their drink. I don't know where that came from. It was, but as people drank their drinks and nibbled on their their caviar, the painting went up on auction to the highest bidder. Someone anonymously gave the highest bid for Banksy's masterpiece um, that was 
in the, in the value of $1.4 million. And as the, the gavel slammed down, sold, Banksy had um, devised this plan for at the precise moment that it was pronounced sold for a button to be pressed that would activate a shredder that was built into the bottom of the painting. And the painting would lower down and it would shred in front of everybody. And you can imagine the everybody oohing and on, freaking out of what's going on. This painting that had just sold for $1.4 million had just self-destructed right in front of everybody's eyes. And, and, and as we would all come to find out pretty quickly, it wasn't, it wasn't just the painting that was the masterpiece. It was the whole process. Banksy had envisioned this whole idea from beginning to end. He saw the whole picture of how this was going to play out. Not just the the creation on the canvas, but it was the whole process that was the actual masterpiece. And what I find interesting uh, as we read the book of Ephesians, do you know what you know what the book of Ephesians says you about you and about me? This is this is so amazing the way that that God would speak about us. Are you ready? This is what it says. It says that we are God's masterpiece you're like I'm a master mess I don't know about a masterpiece I'm a masterpiece isn't that isn't that awesome that even in the middle of your mess God says you are a masterpiece you are God's masterpiece the Greek word literally gives the implication uh, of a piece of artwork and that when God gets into your life he says I want to be handed the paintbrush of your life and I will I will put some things into motion in your life to where to where it's without question that you are uniquely my child I will I will do some things and I will if you will allow me I will create a masterpiece in your world and he continues and this is so important the the wording here He says, he has created us anew. I've created, I've created you. And and what what a lot of people think in this day and age, and really it's a a common misnomer, that that God takes our messed up, broken life, and I I picture it like a a messy painting on an easel, and and we have this idea that God says, hmm, let me me see if I can erase this portion, take my eraser, magic eraser, erase this part let's erase that. I don't I don't like that party let's do that let me see if I can rearrange some pieces on this on this painting that is your life on the easel right no that's not what that's not what God does he doesn't he doesn't do that and and this is such great news that that if we really understood the uh, the brevity of this that that this building couldn't contain the worship because what what happens is is that he doesn't just fix our brokenness and try to put the pieces back together. No, 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 he rips the page and he gives you and I a brand new start. He says, listen, I know that you've got a lot of junk in your life and what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take this, we're gonna go ahead and get rid of all that and I'm gonna give you a fresh start. You're gonna get a brand new page, right? You are going to be, you're gonna be brand new. And this is, I don't know about you, but for a sinner saved by grace, that fires me up on a Sunday morning to know that the one that I'm worshiping says, I'm going to make you brand new. 
See, if you've ever carried a little bit of junk around in your life, you understand the importance of a statement of being made brand new. That when you carried frustration and anger and hatred towards your friends and your family, when you, when you were mentally frustrated, but, but now you have been made brand new, it just does something to you. Being made brand new. He continues and says, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Why? So that we can do good things that he planned for us long ago. What does this mean? This, this is so simple. He's got a picture in mind of the artwork that he wants to create in your life. He's got this idea about your life, these plans and this purpose for your life that he wants to create. Why? Because God is an artist. And your whole life is the masterpiece that he is creating. It's not just one instance. No, 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 you're not defined by what you've done. No, no, no. It's the whole process that is the masterpiece. The whole process. And it's a process. Here, here's the beauty of it, y'all. That when you hand him the paintbrush, the keys to your life to say, do whatever you want, there will be some some strokes on your, on your canvas that when people look at you, they say, oh, wow. It's got God's signature on that. <laughs> like how in the world did they go through that, but how do they have the attitude that they have now? Oh, I see. I see the fingerprints of God all over their life. I see the signature, right, of God right down in the, in the bottom corner. And so as we seek to understand today, and I want to help us understand what, what God would do, what he can do, if you would do something so simple. You ready? Here's all it is. Is that you would hand him the paintbrush and say, I'm yours. No more games. Mm-mm. No more, no more, here's the paint, but ah, sight, gotcha. No, no, no. It's yours. I want, I want to help you understand what he can do in your world if you will give him access. And there's a couple of components that I want to help you understand with this. And, and you've got to understand this about the God that we talk about today, the God of this Bible, okay? That when you hand him the paintbrush, he doesn't improve you. He changes you. He, he doesn't just, oh, let's, let's make this a little bit better. No, no, no. He changes you. And you've heard it said, I know I've heard it said. People say, well, if I come to your church, you're just going to try to change me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's, that's the goal. Welcome to the club. A sinner saved by grace. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was addicted, but now I found freedom. Right? Come on, somebody. Anybody in the house? Has he ever set somebody free today? He 
doesn't improve you. He, he changes you. We're allowing God to do a work on the inside of us. This is, this is the whole goal, and you have to understand. Here's the first component, is that you have to understand the gospel. The gospel is not religion. The gospel is change. Ooh, this is a hard word for some of us. Change? You change me? I like me. Well, yeah, your wife don't. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Change me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change you. Change. It's not, it's not religion. It's, it's change. That's why in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is what? A new creation made me anew. The Greek word here literally is the same word that's used for metamorphosis. It's a change that takes place. You're not just improved. You're not a a refurbished computer that was broken, broke down, thrown to the street, and then somebody said, oh, let's add a few. No, no, no. You are a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, all things have been made new. And that's what God does with the painting of your life if you will hand him the paintbrush. And I imagine kind of the church as the easel, the capital C church, is the vehicle that God created. It's the easel that God uses to put the canvas of our lives on. Let me just pause for a moment and reiterate that it's why I believe Attending a local church is so important. Not just, let me rephrase, not just attending, but being involved in the life of a local church is incredibly important. Why? 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 Because all things can become new. Your emotions can become new. Your marriage can become new. Your thoughts are made new. Your habits are made new. You You have this opportunity to become brand new. The gospel is all about change, and change is hard sometimes. Oh, it's so hard. It's so tough sometimes. But let me me illustrate it to you. Throughout the pages of Scripture in John chapter 3, we see a very religious man, in fact, a religious leader by the name of Nicodemus. And he was a religious leader, and Jesus... Obviously would have known that, but by the attire that he was wearing, it was very clear that, oh, you're a Pharisee. Okay, I understand this. And so he comes to Jesus. Watch this in verse number two. And then he came to Jesus when late at night, when in the dark of the night. Are you ready for this? Here's just kind of my thought process on some of this. Why, why, Why at night? Like, why hidden? Because I think he knew he needed to change. But he was worried about what everyone around him would think if they saw him taking the steps to saying, you know what, here's the paintbrush. What, 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 right? This is where we are. Some of us want to change, but we're worried about the person that's sitting next to us right now. That what, what happens if I do raise my hand at the end of service and give my heart to Jesus? What are they, what is my unsaved boyfriend or girlfriend going to think if I do give my life to, if I do go down for prayer? They don't even know I have a need, but then they're going to ask me about it. Oh, what did you go down for prayer for? (laughs) This is, this is where we are, right? 
late at night. But he went one dark evening. He comes to speak with Jesus. Didn't want anybody to know. And watch the language here. It's very important. He says, Rabbi, here's what you have to catch at this point. Nicodemus only knows Jesus as a good teacher. Now, this, this, is, this is so powerful to me because I, I, I want to reiterate something today that some of us, some of us in the room, some of us watching online, to this point, you only know Jesus as a good teacher. And you like his teachings. Oh, I'm a follower. Yes, I like his teachings. And I don't know how to say this and be really nice about it, but I'm going to try. He doesn't just want to be your teacher. He wants to be more than just a good teacher in your world. And, and what's amazing here is Nicodemus was attracted to more than just the teaching of Jesus. And he didn't fully understand it yet. But, but he says this, your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. So there's, there's this attraction to Jesus. And, and it's so important, church family, that we celebrate the miraculous things that God is doing in the lives of his people. It's, it's so important, and it's why you've heard us talk about and celebrate what God has done in the life of Jason Kelch, who's a staff member of ours, who several months ago, uh, obviously unbeknownst to him, had a grade four brain aneurysm, was rushed to the hospital, spent weeks and weeks in ICU. The doctors weren't sure what was going to happen, but God. The God that we worship stepped in and had a different ending to the story. And it's why we celebrate the miraculous things that God does in the lives of his people. It's why we celebrate what God did in the life of Pastor Kelly Howard, who is also on staff here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who several weeks after Jason experienced his grade four brain aneurysm was struck as a pedestrian by a hit and run driver yeah, what? <laughs> Suffered traumatic brain injuries, was in ICU for weeks and weeks and weeks, but God stepped in and had a different story, had a different ending than what the enemy. It's why we celebrate the miraculous church family, because it's evidence that God is with us. That God is moving. Come on, I don't know about you, but I want to be, be a part of a place where the Spirit of God is moving, where I know that if I'm suffering, that I can pray to a God who holds all authority. And at the sound of his voice can change everything about what I'm going through. These miraculous signs are evidence that God is with us. And, and here's what I love about Jesus is he says, man, that miraculous stuff was awesome, wasn't it? That was so great. Yeah. But if you want life change, you're going to need more than that. What? What, am I, what else do I need? You're going to need more than all of that. Jesus says this. Watch. And this is so perplexing to Nicodemus. No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Now, Think about not knowing what you do know and having somebody tell you that. Be born, be born again. I know how this process works. Mommy and Daddy talk to me. <laughs> how, how is this going to happen again? 
How, how does, unless they're born again. Let me, let me just throw this out there this morning. That if you find yourself going through life and you like the, you like church and you like everything, that go, you like the community, if there hasn't been change that has taken place in your life, that maybe today is your day to reevaluate some things going on in your world. Maybe it's, maybe it's time to ask yourself, do I just like Jesus as a teacher? And I like his teachings, and those are some cool things, man. Wow, oh, I really like the miraculous. I really like when he does that stuff. My question would be for you on this Sunday morning is do you, do you like him as the Lord of your life? And if you haven't seen the change that you want to see, I think that would be something that we would need to reevaluate is like, have I, have I really given him the paintbrush? Or do I just like him as teacher? Because teaching is not really what we're trying to offer you. I want you to understand that about this church. And we, we hope that you're attracted to the teaching. But we're trying to point you to life change. We're trying to point you to a change that happens on the inside of you. That when God gets involved in your story, that things begin to change, things that you never thought could change. Things that family looks at you and said, there's no way that will ever change about them. Your granddaddy was that way, your great-grandfather was that way, but then the presence of God enters your story and things begin to change. Things begin to fall. And Nicodemus says, what do you mean? How am I supposed to go back into my mama's womb? Probably, I don't know that he said that, just like that. It doesn't make sense to the natural mind. And Jesus replies, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and of the Spirit. It's water baptism. It's why we emphasize it, that you're demonstrating that my old life is gone and that I am raised to newness of life is what the Bible says. That that old nature is gone. It's why 58 people took the plunge in water baptism just several weeks ago saying, listen, it's an outward expression of what's going on on the inside of me. I didn't just get wet. No, no, no. Jesus is doing something inside of my life and I want all of you to know about it. Life change. Verse 6 says, humans can reproduce human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. It's why we emphasize the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit can do more in your world than you can do in a lifetime of trying. You have been trying to break down walls and barriers and the Holy Spirit can give you a power that the book of Acts talks about that can change everything for you. It's for every believer. It's why we believe in water baptism. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is so, this is so amazing that God allows us to take part in these things. And, and here's the second component that I want to make sure you understand about handing that, that paintbrush to God. And it's this. It's that God loves you just as you are. He loves you just as you are. I don't want you to feel condemnation about this change that we're talking about, about this life change. No, no, no. He loves you just as you are, but let me, let me put this on there. And this is so old, you've heard this for your whole life, but he loves you so much that he doesn't want you to stay where you are. He loves you that way, 
but he's got so much more in mind for the masterpiece that is your life that if you will allow him, if you will allow him the paintbrush, he will begin to, to make something in your life. And, and I, feel like, I feel like sometimes in Christianity we have um, only, only grace, right? Where God loves you just, just like you are and there's, there's no truth. It's all just, come on, come on, you can be a sinner, you can stay a sinner, we, there's no need to change. But then there's another camp that's, you know, hey, you're going to hell! <laughs> I don't know where that voice came from. I'm not even sure what that is. And there's no grace. The truth of the matter is, it was never meant to be either or. It was meant to be both. That he loves you just as you are in the middle of your mess frustrated and angry, living a life that's not pleasing to him. Guess what? He loves you so much and he knows the plans and the purposes that he has for you that he says, if you will hand me the paintbrush, I will move you in a direction that will find, you will find the peace that you've been looking for, that you will find the joy that you've been searching for. I want to show you the mission statement of our church. It's plastered on the wall in our office, and they're going to throw a picture up on the screen, but I want you to see it, and, and, and it's so simple. It reiterates what we just read. This is on the wall in our, everybody, anybody that works at the church here, the church that you attend, comes to work on a Monday morning, they have to either walk past this or they sit and they face this in their cubicles. We are a church that loves you where you are and helps move you where God wants you to be. And, and why did we put this on our wall? Because we want everybody to be reminded every single day the mission of what we're trying to do. We go over this in every staff meeting that we have on Tuesday morning. We cover this mission statement because we want our team to recognize that it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, what you have, what you don't have, where you are spiritually. We love you right where you, there is no question. You are loved here. You are valued here. But we also understand that there's a change that God wants to take place in your life. And we want to help facilitate that change. We want to help move you in the direction that God wants you to be so that you can experience all that he has for you. So that you, you can see the masterpiece that he had designed for you so long ago as the scripture says. We are a church that loves you where you are and helps move you where God wants you to be. See, sometimes if, if you only love him as teacher the commands in the word of God are a burden oh really oh. <laughs> yeah yeah I get it but if you love him as lord of your life this right here it's not a burden it's a, I get to not that, not, not I have to, but, but I get to, to live a life of peace. <laughs> I get to live a life filled with joy. I get to, oh, there's going to be ups and downs, trust me. My wife's still going to get mad at me for not folding the towels right. <laughs> I 
I don't even know where I'm going. I got my train of thought so far off. For those of you that don't know, that is a true story from a couple weeks ago. <laughs> but it's burdensome if you know him as teacher only. But when you love him as Lord of your life, man, I get to because my heart has been changed. My life has been changed. I'm not the same that I used to be. And it is an honor. It is an honor to live out the words in your holy book, Lord, because I know what you've done for me. You've changed me from the inside out. I've been transformed. I'm not just an obedient Christian. I'm a Christian whose heart has been changed. So how do I do this, Pastor Brad? I need to know how to do this. This is, this is important that you tell us that, but I want to know how to walk it out in my life. And I'm glad that you want to know that because I'm going to give you a little bit of insight into this, a practical plan of attack for how you and I can hand him the paintbrush and allow him to create. And this threefold plan, listen, I always give you homework. This threefold plan it's going to be your homework. It's a long homework assignment today. So if you're taking notes, you can jot these down. Here, how can we do this? this is, it's not hard. This is so practical. But I want to make sure that you can wrap your, your arms and your eyes and your mind and your life around the Word of God. Okay, and here's how we do this. Eyes forward. Eyes forward. Really? Eyes forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to make a decision to get past who you were. And focus on who God wants you to become. This is how you do it. This is how you, you say, okay, God, I trust you. Here, here. You, you got to get past who you were and focus on who God wants you to become. It's a mindset. Look what God does. He takes, takes a man like Paul who murdered Christians in the book of Acts. He was overseeing the execution of Christians. And he says, I'm going to use you to write two-thirds of the New Testament. Why? Because he's trying to show you that I can change you, that I can change people. And when you change, listen, it, some, it may not just be one little thing. I can change the rankest of sinners. I can, if you'll allow me, I don't care what you're involved in. I don't care how strong the addiction is. If you'll allow me to have the paintbrush. I can take whatever it is that you're dealing with and I can help you. I can strengthen you. I can encourage you. And watch, this is, this is beauty. Romans chapter 1, Paul. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an ex-murderer. No, no, no. I'm leaving behind who I used to be. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. Oh, oh, I know what I used to be, but my mind is focused on who God is calling me to be. <laughs> called to be, I'm not there yet, but I know what he's calling me to, and I'm going to focus on what God wants me to become. Are you seeing that today, church family? And this is what we're inviting you into today. Eyes forward is the second part of your homework today. Heart open. Heart open. 
Here's what I mean by this. You have to give him permission. He could, because he's God, he could walk up to you, grab the paintbrush, rip it from your tight grip, give me the paintbrush, it's mine. He could do that. But that's not how he rolls. He says, I'm, no. If it's not something that, that you want for me to do, I'm not going to overstep my bounds. But if you will give me permission, I don't need much. You don't have to be much to work with. <laughs> I just need a yes. I just need permission to take the paintbrush and to create open heart. Revelation 3 and 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. For some of us, you're like the salesman that comes to your door, sitting on the couch, pretending like you don't know he's there. <laughs> Ma'am, your, your front door is glass. I see you sitting on the couch. You're laughing because you've done it. I know you. <laughs> Isn't it time that you're not, not marked by that frustration any longer? That you're not marked by that hurt, by that wound, by that... Isn't it isn't about time that you say, okay, God, you have been knocking on the door of my heart for a long time. Isn't it, isn't it about time that you say, okay, God, what else do I have to lose? Come on, let me really ask you that. What else do you have to lose? You've tried everything else. You've looked everywhere else. What do you, just, just give him permission and see what happens. Just give him a shot. In this moment, we're recognizing that we're not a perfect painting yet. But we're expressing that, Lord, there's no part of us that is off limits to you. I'm not, oh, man, I don't know about you, but, but we're really good, or I'm really good of giving him some, but not giving him all. Oh, oh, you can have this, this chamber of my heart, Lord. It is yours. It says the Lord's right here. But I'm going to keep my Saturday night. Oh, that's why you're frustrated. It's why you're not happy. It's why you're, you're weak. you can't sleep at night. Give him permission. See what happens. And the third is this. Would you stand with me as we close today? Eyes forward, heart open. Here's your third piece of homework. And some of you, this is going to happen for you today. The last one is this. Don't miss the moment. Don't miss the moment. Don't, don't miss. Can, can I let you in on a little bit of a secret today? And you've got to promise not to tell anybody. If you're online today watching, don't tell anybody. Our team at the church, we strive really hard 
not to create cool video, not to have three nice worship songs, just, oh, that was good, that's great, not to have a great little wrap-up thought and let you be seated, not to have a nice and tidy word. Can I tell you what, what we aim to do is to create moments throughout the course of our service, and I don't know how else to explain it except for the way that I see it in my mind, like a volcanic eruption of the Holy Spirit. Moments where you can experience the power and the presence of a life-changing God. We can't force you to change, but we can create an environment and we can create moments where you can say, oh, I got it, I got to change. There's something that I just feel something knocking at my heart and, and I'm not going to miss the moment. Any, I want to change. I want God to do something on the inside of me. I'm ready. The time is now. So I'm going to pray for you right now. I'm going to dismiss you. And then we'll have a time of prayer for those of you that just need something special today. I'll invite you down in a moment. But here's what I want to pray. I want to pray for those of you in the room today that, that God has been knocking. That you would not treat him as some cable provider knocking at your door trying to get your business. And you just sit and flip the channels on the TV. There's nothing to watch anyways. <laughs> but today would be the day that you would get up and say, Lord, I don't care. I don't care what anybody next to me thinks. I'm so tired of caring about that. I'm tired of pretending. I'm tired of putting on this face that everything's okay. Everything is not okay, God. And I need you. And I'm going to hand you the paintbrush. And I'm going to allow you to do what only you can do. I'm going to pray that God would give you the courage to make that decision today. Would you pray with me? Lord, we love you. Thank you for allowing us to be in your presence. Thank you for allowing us to feel your presence today. God, I'm so honored to be in the middle of your presence today. God, I pray for every individual in the room who knows you as teacher and loves the miraculous. Man, that's so cool. But maybe, maybe they don't know you as Lord of their life. God, in just a moment, I'm gonna invite people to come forward and Lord, if they haven't made that decision, Lord, I pray, I pray that they would forget about who's next to them, that they would forget about family and friends. No, 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 but they would say, this is, this is my moment and I'm not going to miss it. My eyes are forward, my heart is open. And this is my moment. Bless us today and bring us back in church on Wednesday night. For it's in Jesus' name I pray and everybody said amen. Come on, can you put your hands together today?